Thanks for tuning in to Pogo City Radio. I'm Andrew Bedlam. We're getting ready for tonight's blank show. Here they are up first. Right with some blank 77, first track off the first full length album, Killer Blanks. I mean, in my opinion, I've said this many times to Renee. I think the absolute best, like, opening set songs for them coming from my super fandom are definitely Party Train or fucking my real favorite, uh, uh, Losing Control. Oh, or uh, Losing My Brain, Losing My Brain from Tanked and Pogo. So both of them, the first track of an album. So definitely some opener songs. But yeah, wonder what they'll open up with tonight at the Meat Locker. They're actually opening up for Sheer Terror. Holy shit. I've never seen Sheer Terror. Uh, Rude Girl Jess, totally excited. She didn't even know fucking, she knew we were going to a blank show. She didn't even know Sheer Terror was playing. She's loved Sheer Terror for years. They were one of the first bands she got into in like the whole like punk hardcore type thing. But yes, if you don't know somehow, I am that asshole Andrew Bedlam. Nice to meet you. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be smoking some weed, playing a couple tracks. going to be a quick show. Like I said getting ready let me bring up the flyer for tonight's show if you're not listening live and uh, then you missed it sorry but uh today is saturday july 16th i'm gonna jump over to instagram pull up the flyer tonight at the meat locker which is in montclair new jersey uh you guys can catch sheer terror coming out of nyc uh new jersey royalty and blank 77 the executors got to see uh johnny's other band um Fucking uh, the OC Rippers last weekend at the Meat Locker. That was fun. Also got the Dusters. That's kick-ass. And Kirk B. Kiss getting shit moving uh, with uh, Mike from uh, formerly with uh, the Despised and Jay. This is all tonight, Saturday, July 16th at the Meat Locker. All ages, B-Y-O-B. 
8 p.m. I'm not sure. $20 at the door. Big lineup. Big bands. I can't talk. Big lineup. Big bands. English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? Definitely worth making it out. And uh, since we're talking about Instagram, remember to go get Pogo City Radio a follow on Instagram and everywhere else. Pretty much at Pogo City Radio everywhere. And definitely check out the YouTube. I'm sure I'll be getting some uh, shots, some uh, recordings, videos tonight. I couldn't think of the word videos, but I'm sure I'll be getting some uh, videos tonight and posting them on our YouTube. Go subscribe to it now, Pogo City Radio. And uh, yeah, go check out the uh, previous shows at pogocity.com. But I'm uh, really excited to be seeing Sheer Terror. Now, she'll probably be mad that I said this, but it's funny, and she tells the story all the time. But when I first met rude girl jess and we got married like 72 hours later <laughs> a decade ago but when i first met her I, w I put on you can't put your arms around a memory the johnny thunders song and she was like oh my god i love this song i was gonna get these lyrics tattooed she goes but who the fuck is singing this? And I was like, it's Johnny Thunders. She's like, it's a cover? I said, no, this is the original. She was like, huh? Isn't this Sheer Terror song? And I was like, Sheer Terror plays You Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory? And I was like, what? So here it is in its hardcore glory. One of the, uh, you know, the punk rock emotional love songs of Johnny Thunders really pissed the fuck off. Here's Sheer Terror. Catch them tonight at the Meat Locker. Here they are covering the god of guitar in punk rock, if you ask me. Johnny Thunders from uh, the Thunders' Nolan Kane album. Here is You Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory. Sheer Terror. Ah, I'm fucking shit up. I'm fucking shit up. I'm fucking shit up. I may have fucked up here. Oh, Andrew, 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 you son of a bitch. I screwed the pooch again. All right, here we go. Maybe if I unmute the tracks, they'll play. All right, here's Sheer Terror.
some sheer terror on Pogo City Radio. Like I said, catch him tonight, Montclair, New Jersey. That is, uh, you know, northern New Jersey. If you guys are in the Lehigh Valley area, it's like an hour and 20 from here. Meat Locker, so classic. It's, you know, just that dingy, smelly, hole-in-the-wall basement. Real anything goes. And I can remember, like, you know, so many people have played there. It's such a dive. I was so excited when I got to play there with the Stabs because I had seen Blanks play there so many times. You know what I mean? That was kind of just like the local place, especially because I, I wasn't at Blank shows before they broke up. I was a little young for that and uh but i was there for like every show they had when they first got back together in whatever year that was the all ages ones at least and uh i can remember what it was possibly the first one no it wasn't the first one it was the second time we were seeing him it turned out it was like chad's birthday and we met him for the first time in the parking lot liz blasco was there i was talking about her a few weeks ago she's headed over here and uh her boyfriend and me and rude girl jess were all headed out to meet up with renee catching the show it's gonna be a good one but uh yeah definitely had fun playing there it was definitely like the place of your youth where like you could like let loose and like it would be awesome because there would be bands you wanted to see like blank 77 and then there would be like some touring band from florida you'd never heard of with mohawks and loud distorted guitar and you'd go buy their record it was fucking awesome and i'm so glad the place is still there especially after COVID. and uh i know um Jay from like the Stomp Out crew. I'm pretty sure he was the one who orchestrated the show last week. I don't know who's putting uh, this one together, but it's definitely a hell of a lineup. Let me give you the whole lineup again. Like I said at the top of the bill, Sheer Terror and Blank 77. Also, the Executors coming out of Jersey. South Class Veterans. Love them guys coming out of Jersey as well. They've been on here plenty of times. We've played them, put a bunch of shows together with them. The Dusters, who we've played on here a bunch, and Kirk B. Kiss, good friends of ours, played with them a bunch in one-sided. So definitely get out to the meat locker tonight. And uh, why don't you guys, when you're going to uh, check out the Pogo City YouTube and uh, subscribing to it, why don't you click over to uh, the South Class video. They have an awesome video for hire. It's uh, one of their it was like their first song, but uh, their first single, I guess, or whatever. But uh, they got an awesome video up for it, real high quality on YouTube, South Class Veterans. For hire, up next in your earbuds, bitches, Pogo City Radio. Catch these guys tonight.
South Class Veterans right there. I got that 12-inch uh, right there. I've actually never even opened it. You know, the uh, songs are released digitally, and uh, I just kept it kind of more like a keepsake. I love it when bands I'm cool with, you know what I mean, bands I meet through the scene, local bands, whatever, people who have listened to the show or come to my shows, and like when they get out there and they get that real record like you know like that like anything counts but you know like re like a full length album nonetheless like that's that's some good shit me personally uh, from a um you know promotion standpoint i i kind of i'm liking the 7 inch game more but it's it's a big thing to really get a full length album out there and anytime any local band does it i think it's fucking awesome so i was uh, holding up the record on the camera if uh, you guys are listening we are live on facebook now the show really a podcast we have a much bigger following on the podcast the live feed you know it's just for fun the sound quality is always not the greatest and um facebook mutes some of the songs a lot of the songs but if you guys go to spotify itunes Apple Music, you know, Podbean, any platform like that, you guys can hear Pogo City Radio in its entirety and like nice HD sound with all the tracks. You can hear all, damn, we're close to 600 episodes. We might be over 600 episodes. I don't fucking know. For the first five years, we did at least two a week and I was doing four or five a week sometimes. But um, this past year, I slowed it down to like once a week and been a little bit more lackadaisical, but we're definitely going hard with those once a week. And it was funny, we were uh, coming off our our most popular episode ever last week. I guess people like the uh, provocateur. People do like my rants. I do get asked for my rants, but you know, it can't just be a show of Andrew yelling about things now, can it? I know that's what some people want, but <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how things go. But um, I definitely have some stuff to talk about. Not, not quite as uh, juicy and uh, hometown crowd as last week's episode, which caused so much controversy. Not the first time I've gotten death threats over Pogo. Probably the third time. But yes, last week's episode definitely getting me uh, death threats. But uh, it's cool, though, because there's many people totally in agreement. And uh, yeah, go back and uh, catch last week's fucking controversial episode that everybody fucking won't stop yelling at me for but uh we are live like i said go check out the podcast at a later time but uh we're going to uh actually talk about some metal stuff right now see i am always on youtube i follow like all like the guitar channel nerd stuff and the bass channels and the builders and like everybody is talking about this fact that Metallica was in Stranger Things. Ooh, okay. So now, first of all, got to give a shout out to Renee. That chick is obsessed with that show. She is so mad that me and Rude Girl Jess have not given it a chance. Maybe one day we will. She wants to like nerd out on it with everybody. I know it's like one of the biggest shows on TV right now. I only really know about it from Renee. And uh, we went to a Mets game a while back when I had my broken foot. Which we also went to the meat locker, different story, don't get sidetracked. But they had a Stranger Things fireworks thing. But I guess. Oops. I guess this show takes place in the 80s, right? And there's this the one scene in one of the most recent episodes that I guess the kid teaches himself how to play Master of Puppets on guitar. Now, this caused the internet to like break. Okay, I I am so I'm just observing this. You know what I mean? I I when I 
I was a kid, I thought Metallica was kick-ass. Like, I would hear, like, Enter Sandman. Like, I'm born 1987, you know what I mean? And, like, I, I grew up listening to Metallica, but they were already, like, a little bigger. Like, I had, like, the Load and Reload albums when I was in, like, fucking third grade and stuff and the Black album. But, of course, New Kill Them All and Ride the Lightning. I grew up listening to that stuff, but I'm not, like, some huge Metallica buff. You know what I mean? I had a couple of the CDs when I was a kid. I know the singles. I I'm, you know what I mean? I, I, my favorite song they do is the darkness and President May with the drums. That's my favorite song. But regardless, I'm not a metal guy. I'm not a huge Metallica fan. I'm not a Metallica hater. But nonetheless, this is ridiculous. The Just the reaction that this is getting. Because what ended up happening... Now, I never go to like the top 20 of Spotify or anything. It's all like... I imagine it's all like electronic pop music of artists I've never heard of. Not even like stuff like Britney Spears. Just like people I've straight up never heard of. And they have like millions and millions of downloads and stuff like that. And I guess that's really like today's pop music charts. Well, because Stranger Things featured Metallica, Master of Puppets, with this kid learning how to play it, it made the Spotify like top 20, which had never happened. And people are all flipping out, saying like, you, all, you only know Metallica because of Stranger Things, and I hate this shit in the pop culture, and blah, blah, blah. First of all, can we not act like Metallica is like Blank 77 or The Parasitics? Like, okay, like those bands, Blank 77 has toured the world plenty, but like the, the Parasitics play lots of great shows. They're by some of my favorite bands. They're not touring stadiums Metallica is world famous for decades and decades they are considered one of the big four of speed metal being uh, Anthrax, Slayer Metallica, Megadeth I don't understand how people are acting like there was people who didn't know Metallica, what, like my kids know Metallica but they're my kids, so what some 8 and 10 year olds don't know about Metallica who the fuck didn't know about Metallica, maybe you didn't like them you don't know their songs but I'm sorry like, they're like a platinum-selling artist. They've done shows with, like, the fucking orchestra behind them in New York. The whole Napster scandal, and fuck them for that, by the way. Lars Ulrich playing an awesome, funny, short role in that Russell Brand, Get Him to the Greek movie, that kind of sequel-ish to Sarah Marshall. But, oh, like, I, I feel like when I, like, urban people, when I'd be, like, in, like, Harlem going to, like, some, like, random show walking down the street people like making fun of me would run up to me and give me like devil horns and be like yeah bro you listen to Metallica bro like that was like what they thought punk rock was and like what I like I feel like people who listen to country music that like know nothing of rock or punk when they see me they think I listen to Metallica it's like who are these people acting like like Metallica wasn't mega famous. Like, what are they talking about? And I, I just didn't understand it. And then, secondly, if you listen to this show regularly, you should know my stance on it. If this was a punk band, I'd be happy as hell. Just think about it. Those eight-year-olds that haven't heard them before now have, and they're gonna grow up to be, you know, that type of 
pissed off young skater youth, maybe even punk, pick up a guitar, and maybe they'll be putting out the next killer single. You know what I'm saying? Like, who cares what got people into the scene? I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan. They are one of the biggest musical influences in my life. I am ashamed to admit, however, that one of the first cassette tapes I ever had was Poison, and I loved Oh Skinny Bop Bop. I would kick my own ass, okay? Loved it, though. I'm talking like age four. What the fuck were you listening to at age four? But that shit got me into this, you know what I mean? My cousin then gave me a Skid Row CD. It was a Monkey Business single for the Slave to the Grind album. It had Monkey Business, Slave to the Grind, and Riot Act, which is, I'm sorry, a fucking killer punk rock song in itself. Fucking awesome. I'm gonna get on a soapbox. I hate it when motherfuckers act like Guns N' Roses is Don't Cry in November Rain, and when they act like Skid Row is fucking 18 and I Remember You. Come on, people. Like, Guns N' Roses is like the last great rock band of that era. And Skid Row kind of was like on the heels of that a little bit later. But like, and out of Jersey, nonetheless. Tom's River, Forkett River, somewhere down south. But who cares what got you where you are now? Especially if you're going to kick-ass shows like Blank 77 and Sheer Terror. Who cares if you listened to Poison when you were four years old? Who cares if you listened to fucking the Backstreet Boys in high school and now you think the parasitics are cool? Just do you and play some fucking punk rock, play some music, play it loud, and spread the word. Who cares that it's in Stranger Things? And let's stop acting like people didn't know who the fuck Metallica was. Like it's the fucking Bedlam punks or something. Like, I still think it's dumb when people make a big deal about, like, lust for life being in, like, a car commercial, Iggy Pop or something. But, like, even Iggy Pop, he's pretty fucking famous. He's still nowhere near, I feel like, the outreach of Metallica and been around for decades longer. You know what I mean? Like, who are these people acting like Metallica was an underground band before this? And here's another thing. To tie it all back into punk rock, and I've heard this come out of, in videos, Animal, the singer of the anti-Nowhere League's mouth himself, and other members of the band, so I'm going to address it as a well-known fact. But in Animal's opinion, now if you don't know, uh, I guess Metallica's Garage Days album or garage I think it's garage days it's called in one of their later releases kind of like an early years like uh, singles and rarities where like the punk bands like the casualties did the 90 to 95 thing with like the demo and 40 ounce casualty and uh, um, even the unreleased material and a fucking way of life well Metallica did like a garage days album or something like that and on that I guess they cover so what by the Anti-Nowhere League. Definitely, you know, one of the Anti-Nowhere League's most classic songs. But in the the, the heyday, in the early days, the Anti-Nowhere League was kind of short-lived. They were like that flash-in-the-pan, Sex Pistols type thing, built to be, uh, you know, implode from the gate and just a, a bunch of wild men, biker, drug addicts with attitudes. Like, it's, it's hard to um, have... You almost think about it, a band's almost... I hate to say it, but it's almost like a business. Like, it's like, and everybody's like all fucked up and like strung out on speed and like, you know, like 
hooligans and thieves and the bands, you know, they, they put out the album, um, uh, uh, the, the album, the classic album. There's three periods and then it's the words. I can't. We are the league. There you go. And uh, but the band was pretty short lived. They put out the second album. It was very different. It was different producers. Even the band wasn't big on it. It was a very different sound. They were trying to make them like mainstream. But like it was the 80s. So mainstream was still like guitars and like rock, you know what I mean? It's not like they were trying to make them a pop band, but it was definitely very different, and that's all they would have been, and it really would have been one great album, and then a second album that's like, eh, and but Metallica covered this song, and then when they came on tour through Animal's Town, he was at the show, and they brought him on stage to sing it, and he seen everybody singing it back to him, and he had no idea when the people cheered that that many people knew who he was or knew that song or that anybody appreciated it. He didn't even, wasn't even familiar all that, like, with them covering it, you know? Like, and I would think until it was formally released, because it was like a demo. It's not like they needed the royalties until they released the GarageBand, GarageJay's album, and I'm not sure on this timeline, but I think Animal would have done that live performance before the Garage Days album was released. It would have been recorded, but that thing didn't come out till, like, the past like decade or so so i feel like his performance would have been before they would have even need to get like copyright and all that or um, whatever the fuck it's called the, the publishing for doing the cover and them being a you know big band and all that but uh yeah so i mean and things like that like i remember reading in china chrome's book like same thing we there would not be all this dead boy stuff to this day and uh, younger louder and snottier and the re-recordings and the band back together uh, they're playing in teenick teenick and uh, somewhere else recently coming up soon renee got us all tickets thank you renee but um <laughs> He really, like, cleaned up his life and got, like, the music back together because Guns N' Roses covered Ain't It Fun, and he finally got paid. Cheetah Chrome was still living at St. Mark's in New York City, you know, and still strung out and all fucked up when Guns N' Roses is covering Ain't It Fun. He ain't got no money. He's, in his mind, some washed-up has-been, you know what I mean? And a, a junkie and just he-should-be-dead-and-stiv-shouldn't type attitude and fucking these guys come and he starts getting, he sees that the appreciation and that some of the younger generation do know them and then he gets these giant royalties checks and that's how he was able to put out those albums because it wasn't like Sony or Geffen Records coming and doing all this new dead boy stuff. It is DIY and that does take money. Do you know what I'm saying? He's even got Johnny Blitz in it. You know, so I think it's really good. We probably, the Anti-Nowhere League wouldn't have done all their later albums, like the Scum album, which is fucking classic. You know what I mean? Even the Pig Iron stuff, whatever that album was called. You know what I mean? Those are some great tracks. We, we wouldn't have gotten any of that if it wasn't for Metallica covering 
scum. So who cares what got you into what music and who cares when some mainstream shit gets some punk rock? I know we don't want to sell out the culture. I understand that. But us having a big platform and fucking more people at the show and more bands, like we all want, I wish it could be 77 all over again. Why? Because they're playing a packed houses and everyone there is like punked to the nines. Like, you know what I mean? Pogo in and slamming. That's what we want. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love the small little DIY things, but come on, I don't mean a festival. Who, who doesn't want to see a packed stone pony show of a band like The Exploited? That's heaven to me. That's perfect. Fucking packed club shows? Hell yeah. Let's fucking go, people. Let's go. Now, we just touched on a bunch of bands. We were talking about some of the metal ones. Not going to play them, but uh, Anti-Nowhere League, we played South Class. So why don't we play some anti-nowhere league and I think I'm gonna have to, ah what's going on here I think I'm gonna have to do uh, some pig iron actually if you guys haven't checked out the uh, new ish documentary on um, the anti-nowhere league it's on Amazon Prime for free if you got that you should go check it out it's totally great they talk about that happening and uh, that whole Metallica thing you guys should definitely go check it out it's like I said, it's on Amazon Prime, I guess. They're definitely not a sponsor or anything. I'm just saying, go check out The League. That documentary is awesome. And I want things like that to be successful so more of them come to be. I just want there to be more punk rock. I want there... I'm just a giant cheerleader for punk rock. Now we are, you know, let's just do So What. This is what Metallica covered, and there's that uh, classic, cheesy, awesome video uh, they have, the Anti-Nowhere League, back in the 80s of them doing this. Go check it out on YouTube. Here's the league with So What. So fucking what?
anti-nowhere league on Pogo City Radio. Yes, yes. Definitely get ready for tonight. I am, like, out of weed, though. I'm pissed. I guess I'm going to have to stop at the dispensary on my way down, get a little something, something. At least it's there to get it. There better not be a line. Shit, I'm going to have to get the fuck out of here soon. It's 3.15. It's been a fun show. It's been a fun show. I Also, real quick, I was going to kill two birds with one stone. This will be even quicker. I should have done it with the Metallica thing. But, yeah. I've never been a Pantera fan. Never, never. Ne- they never appealed to me. I thought the cowboy thing was weird. I, I just wasn't into it. I knew Respect Walk, and yes, that's a cool song. And I'll do the little dun, 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 very poorly on my guitar sometimes. But uh, <laughs> never into them. That's probably the only song I know. But, you know, I, I definitely grew up around the metal scene, a skater kid, a punk kid, definitely reading like a hip parader and like a, what other metal injection and shit like that. And um, so uh, I, I know the whole dime bag thing and, you know, uh, everybody wants to immortalize the dead rock stars. But uh, this has nothing to do with dime bag, but I'm going to get back to him anyway. This is about, you know, the singer mostly, I guess, Phil Ensemble or whatever his name is, the, the singer of Pantera who apparently is, like, saying a bunch of, like, white power stuff and Zig Heiling. And then there's people saying, like, he apologized for it and it was a joke and it was a small show, which still, I, I would, like, I guess, like, that, that'd be some weird shit still. Like, I just find it, people make mistakes, but I find it hard to believe. Like, what was the context that deemed this like even like it's still even if you like it's I'm trying to give somebody the benefit of the doubt and it's just hard like I don't understand how yelling white power and zig heiling could be any other context than that especially when your band is supposed to be their kind of gimmick if you will is like redneck stars and bars cowboy metal thing but then there's also a word going around like nah he's being like public and outspoken as shit about it and it, it almost sounds like I don't know this officially this is things I'm reading on the internet and clickbait and reading some articles and watching gossipy videos on YouTube and just my take on it but I can almost draw a parallel to what I'm seeing uh, like not as dramatic but like a screwdriver type thing because some of the articles I'm reading it kind of sounds like like they're getting back together and it might be a slightly different lineup and Phil might be very outspoken uh, you know white supremacist which is not cool at all and that's kind of like the parallel to Screwdriver how like the first album like you know completely different lineup and then just one same member kind of like the anti-nowhere league like short quick live band in the 80s they break up and then they end up coming back except Screwdriver end up coming back with a whole new lineup and just the singer and then just being like king nazi band and doing like the rock against communism and all this shit really getting that power scene moving and i've always imagined because there's always people going back and forth like oh even old screwdriver you can't listen to that and blah 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 regardless you would never catch me in a screwdriver shirt or anything like that that doesn't mean that that first album doesn't sound pretty awesome that being said it sounds like a lot of other 80s oi albums and you could just like me personally like i just listened to 
other albums of that era that aren't even that band. You know what I mean? But regardless, I've always imagined how terrible it must be. Like, I don't even know the other member's name. I know, what is it, Ian or whatever, the singer. But uh, the other members, could you imagine being like the bass player in original Screwdriver, you're just some regular oi skinhead band. There is no power things, and you're just in this band, and you guys are cool. You got a nice following. Like, you know, you kind of have like a good, solid run for a couple years, and then you break up, and uh, you think the band's over, and years later, some guy comes and tarnishes that entire name, and even posters with your face on it from years ago are getting like set on fire because you're just a associated to be with this and and I from what it appears the original members really weren't like that and can you imagine what a shitty situation that would be for those people and I it almost seems like that's what's going on with this uh, Pantera thing to a lesser amount you know what I mean but I think one thing that's funny uh, as I read these comments of people I don't even know on random internet posts and like all these people trying to be like fuck Phil but but I really think Dimebag Daryl wouldn't be okay with this and all these people trying to speak for the dead guy now I'm not saying he would be for it or against it. I'm not speaking for him to any capacity. I just think it's hilarious how everybody, because of course, this would suck. Like if this was a band, anytime you, you, a band you love, you know, comes across and you hear like one of the members is like a rapist or something and you're like, oh my God, these classic songs and these memories I had and these shows, this sucks. It's all tarnished. And it, it's it's like that, but like, so much worse, but all these people speaking, they, they want to like, they're like, like you don't know if Dimebag Daryl would be for this or against this. They're like, he's a, he was a kind soul. He, he wasn't, he wouldn't be for this. He would be against this. And it's just like, uh, I guess people want to, why not? I guess give it the benefit of the doubt, but it's just funny hearing these people like we can we can uh oh not not enable but we can um sympathize with him because he's dead and he didn't say it i guess but you know what that being said now that i think about it if that dude if Dimebag was a member of my family and this was going on i would want to be all like yeah Dimebag wouldn't have been down with that shit but see that's different a member that's somebody i know we're completely speaking for people or these people were i've seen so many comments like this for uh Dimebag especially cuz i follow all this guitar stuff and he's a legendary guitar player and his signature guitar and all that but uh yeah it's just it's just yeah fuck that white supremacist shit in all directions but uh yeah it's funny seeing people speak for the dead guy, but uh, gonna have to get out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Got a bunch of shares, appreciate it. Got some uh, comments talking about tonight's show. I see Ramirez there from, uh, you know, Despised and Kirk B. Kiss playing tonight. Who else was in there? We got Rini talking shit, saying she'd love to see me in a cheerleader outfit. Come on, who wouldn't love to see my fine ass in a cheerleader outfit? <laughs> Not me, that's for sure. I don't know. There's some more going on here. I can't read and talk at the same time. But I did see uh, some uh, love from Dysfunctional Youth, and uh, that's pretty awesome. Just gave those guys a follow. Definitely came across them on the Pogo attack all them years ago towards the beginning of my rabbit hole of punk rock. It's really the comps that get you there, I feel like, people, because, you know, I, I, I knew the casualties, and that's why I was like, oh, the casualties are 
are on this, and I get this awesome album and come across all these killer bands, like the Wretched Ones, like Blank 77, who's playing tonight at the Meat Locker in Montclair, New Jersey, with Sheer Terror at 8 p.m. for 20 bucks. Don't you forget it. Be there with the Executors, the Dusters, Kirk B. Kiss, and South Class Veterans. But, uh, yeah, people, I totally lost my train of thought. I got sidetracked. But, oh, the Pogo Attack, Dysfunctional Youth. So, uh, definitely... Definitely, if you're a band, hop on them comps. Do them splits. Renee always calls blank. She said, we were split whores back in the day. Get your shit out there. Promote other bands. Help out your friends. Help out the scene. But yes, I came across Dysfunctional Youth. Now, I know this is a different lineup, but I came across Dysfunctional Youth on the Pogo Attack. And we're going to end the show with both of their tracks from the Pogo Attack album. Oh, I had this on vinyl and I sold it when I was a junkie and it's one of my biggest regrets. This and the 40 ounce casualty I sold. Oh my God. All right. We're going to get out of here with the Pogo Attack. Hope to see you tonight. If you guys missed any portion of the show or just want better sound quality or want to give us a share, find it on Spotify, um, Apple Music, iTunes, and over at pogocity.com. Appreciate the comments and the shares. Uh, See you tonight. Here's Dysfunctional Youth on the Pogo, on the Pogo Attack, from the Pogo Attack on Pogo City. I'm stoned, people. I'm going to leave. I got to go. Talk about screwing the ending. Here's Dysfunctional Youth. Remember, guys, come out to the meat locker tonight. Blank 77 in sheer terror. Here's some more dysfunctional youth.
Party's over.